This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. Exodus chapter 29. That's where we're at. We're uh, in Exodus chapter 29 and we are and you're going to say, Pastor, you're going slow. You're slower than normal. I'm sorry about that, but we're dealing with the consecration of the priest. And to tell you the truth, if we're going to deal with the consecration of the priest, we got to we've got to spend some time with it. Remember that word consecration means to fill up. It means to make full, to make to to make filled with with what? With the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is an important part of our our equipping and preparedness to walk with God. And so if we're a priestly class, which we are, Revelation quite clearly says he's made us kings and priests. We're a kingdom of priests, meaning we we that comes from my Baptist background. One of the one of the great theological understandings that's taught in the Baptist church is the priesthood of the believer, meaning that every believer is a priest. Every believer is a minister. Every believer has a ministry to do. Every believer has the ability to go and meet with God on their own, that they come to their understandings and that they come to their knowledge of God on their own, that the Holy Spirit teaches us individually. He teaches us corporately as a group. If you're in a Bible study or if you're in a worship service, sure, you're being taught corporately, but inside your heart, the Holy Spirit's always teaching you, teaching you yourself, and He is using the words being spoken. He's using the Word of God, obviously, and then He's also using your life to be the tapestry of the of the uh, lesson. He's your life is the teaching point of the lesson when God is instructing us, when He's giving us, when He's showing us the way. And so when he is showing us those ways and when we're walking in those things, the truth is that we learn ourselves individually. Now, does that mean that that we have our own truth, meaning truth is subjective to us? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Remember, Jesus is the truth. We're just coming to an understanding of it. We're personally coming to an understanding of what that truth is. God's showing it to us personally. And it's not a subjective truth. It is objective truth personalized and understood in my way of seeing things. And everybody has different ways of understanding, seeing things. I have somebody told me a couple of weeks ago that, that the read, and in fact, it's caused me to watch, begin to watch the chosen. He said, I'm a visual learner. And, and a lot of people are, you, they don't learn unless they see it out there on the stage. And uh, th- then you have people who are different, other types of learners. And so if we if we learn differently, if we live differently, meaning we did live different lives, and if we have our different experiences in life, then obviously the tapestry of what God's teaching us is going to come into our minds and hearts differently. We're gonna we're gonna see and understand differently, and that's why you got to give them a measure of grace to a lot of people because they are coming uh, to Christ in, in in wholly different ways, understanding. Now they're not coming to Christ through a different way in the sense of Jesus, 
That's he's the only way. But they're coming to an understanding of him that really is personal. And that's why the priesthood of the believer is an, an important idea that you seek out God and understand God on your own and that you be led to do that, that your pastors or your teachers lead you to chase after God on your own or that your pastors or teachers show you the way that you should live by walking with Jesus yourself. And obviously when we're studying through this, we want to do that. We want to be filled up. And as we're filled up, we got to figure out what causes us to be filled and what maybe, maybe even see some of the things that, that happen or, or that are not here, or maybe things that are instructed that would tell us what not to do to be filled. And, and the first thing, and the first thing that we must understand in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we got to understand what keeps us from being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what happens here in verse B of chapter 29. And you go, you mean you're going to do two Bible studies on one verse? I know. Yes, I am. I'm doing it. I'm I'm sorry. that Because it, it gives us two things. First, it tells us what we're doing here, and that means to be consecrated or to be filled. And the second thing we need to understand is there's two things that really we need to deal with, and they're actually the same word. They just contextually come about a different ways. And you're saying, okay, what is that? The word is sin. We've got to deal with sin on the front end. That's, that is the most important thing we've got to we got to get rid of in order to walk purely and completely and cleanly and walk with God. And dealing with sin is important. And so you go, how is that related to this passage? It says, take a young bull and two rams without defect. And that is for, that's for the purpose of sacrifice. So we got two sacrifices here. We've got the young bull and we've got the two rams without defect. I love it that it says, it just, it doesn't just say a bull. It says a young bull. And that is speaking to the lust of our flesh, the innate sin that is in our flesh that we're born with. That is a sin that cannot be controlled by us. It cannot be dealt with by us in a sense of we can master it. What we have to do is we have to remove it from our lives. We can't allow it to remain there, sitting there. We've got to get rid of it. It's the lust of the flesh. It's our innate sinfulness that happens all the time. And a lot of times people say, I need to confess all of my sin. What you need to confess is what the second aspect of the sacrifice is the two rams without defect. And Leviticus 6.6 6 teaches us that the ram sacrifice is for trespassing or in the New Testament, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That means we knew what was right, and we chose to trespass God's law by willful action. All right? And you go, what's the difference between two? The first one is just who we are when we're born into this world. We are sinners as a, as when I say the word sin, I'm using the singular, and it's throughout time and history. It's an idea that we are we're sinful from birth, and we carry that sin even to the grave in the sense that it is a part of our sin nature, okay? And we're talking about the nature of sin that we receive from our parents that is passed down from generation to generation all the way back to Adam. That sin nature is just a natural part of who we are and is a problem. But the problem is that we can't pay for that. We can't fix that. And that's why Jesus had to die uh, on the cross, when it says in 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 First John that Jesus died for the sin of the whole world, what he's talking about is that innate sin nature that was 
uh, brought into the world, as Hebrews teaches us, was brought into the world by one man, Adam, and then through one man, Christ Jesus, it's redeemed out of the world, okay? And Jesus paid when he was on that cross. He Sure, he paid for each and every one of your individual transgressions or your trespasses, but he mainly and most importantly paid for the the sin nature that was brought into the world, this rebellion against God's will that was brought in the world by Adam and that we're plagued by. We're plagued by each and every day. And so when we're struggling with life and struggling, when you're struggling with all the things that are going on, there's no way for you to actually actually go to God and ask for forgiveness for your the nature of sin that's a part of you. Now, you go, why? Because you don't really realize how in trespass against God you really are. You don't realize how terribly sinful you really are. And the thoughts that come into your heart and your mind that are just thoughts that have always been there that are totally outside of God's will and God's way. You you just really can't even define how terrible the sin nature is. And us, the inability for us to first define it completely in our lives, and then the second inability for us to ever even gain control of it proves that we're in great need of a Savior. That's the evidence that we are in great need of God redeeming us out of S-I-N, the, redeeming us out of this affliction of sin. We have great need for that. Now, you go, then what is the two rams? I love this two because two is either a division or faithful witness. That's what those numbers mean. And this is a witness. This is a witness that we actually do at times in our lives choose because we have a knowledge of the truth if you're lost, if you're not a believer, the Bible says that we have a knowledge of the truth that's written on our hearts. The God's law is written innately in us. And so we have a knowledge of the truth that's in our hearts. But just as importantly, and maybe more importantly, not only do we have a knowledge of truth that's written on our hearts, if we're a believer, God's Holy Spirit is teaching and guiding us. And oftentimes in our lives, we will actively choose we will actively choose to do our own will against God's will, knowing that's not what God's will is. And that is the trespass that Jesus is talking about when he teaches his disciples to pray. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What are our trespasses? Our trespasses are we came up on the land. Remember, trespassing is the idea of, of entering into a territory you should not have entered into, right? We come up onto a fence, we cut the fence, and we go through the fence. All right, the fence is God's law or God's holiness or God's truth, okay? So we're coming up, we're hunters. We know we've got an area that we're supposed to be hunting in. That's our area. That's the that's Think of it as like the promised land, okay? You got your area you're hunting in, okay? I'm using a hunting illustration that ought to work perfectly in the South, okay? You know where your hunting land is. You're a part of a hunting club. You got your hunting land right here, okay? It's maybe, if you're part of a poor, small hunting club, maybe just five acres, okay? Be big hunting club, hundreds of acres, okay? You know where the land lines are. You've, you've seen the maps. You know where it's at. Don't cross over the fence. You, well, you get to the fence and you think, man, man, I ain't never hunted over there on that field over there. And the reason you've never hunted over there is because it ain't your field, okay? But you cut the fence. You and you go through the fence and you go hunt somewhere where you what which was not yours and which you shouldn't have been doing. Okay, that's active choice. You knew that it wasn't yours and you actively chose to trespass on that property to do what you wanted, not to do what was right. Okay, 
That is the trespass. That's the idea of a trespass for sin. That's the whole understanding of it. That's how you can get it. I knew I shouldn't be doing that. I knew I, I knew I had this in my heart, and I was letting it control me. And it can listen. This can manifest in all kinds of ways. It's not just going to the grocery store and being a dollar short and saying I want that candy bar, and so I'm gonna slip it in. That's sin. Yeah, that's theft. Okay, that's stealing from someone else, taking what's not yours. It's not when I, I know I didn't do what I was supposed to be doing and I lied to my boss and it caused all kinds of trouble and even hurt other people. That's sin. Yeah, that's a lie. It's not just that. It's giving in to anger. When I know that uh, man's anger does not bring about God's righteousness and I give in to that anger and I let it control me, that's an active trespass. I knew that fence was there. God has instructed me. I'm mature enough to know it. Maybe I'm a, I'm not a new Christian. Maybe I'm a 30-year-old preacher and a 30-year preacher who's 50 years old. And maybe I get angry about something and I let it control me. That's a trespass. I actively chose to do that. Why? Because God has already shown me the truth in those things, shown me how to live. The innate nature, when I sin innately, I hear and show me how to deal with that because I cannot deal with that. I have to have his sacrifice. I have to have his sacrifice to get rid of all that sin that was in my youth that's just poured out in my life over and over again. I have to have him get rid of it. What, but what I can deal with, what I can deal with is the things that he's already instructed me in. Now, if I'm a new creation, maybe I don't, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm a, new, I'm a new believer and I don't know how to deal with anger. And so I, I deal wrongly with anger. That wouldn't be a trespass. That would be your innate sin nature that you're dealing with. But when you're 30, when you've been a preacher for 30 years and you, and God has shown you that man's anger does not bring about God's righteousness and that, that I can be angry and sin not, and yet I still do it. When I do that, that is an active trespass against me. For one person, it would have been just struggling with their the innate sin nature that would have been dealt with the bull. But for me, it's not because I've been taught how to walk in that. God, the Spirit of God has revealed God's truth who is in Jesus Christ, and I've been taught how to walk in that, and I hadn't done it, and I'm not doing it at that, that moment. That's a trespass. Okay, and those are the things that need to be brought to God and dealt with. Okay, those are the things that you deal with at the altar on Sunday. Those are the things you deal with as you walk through your life each and every day, as you realize the destructive nature of you actively choosing to trespass God's His truth, not just His law, but His truth. You've got to you've got to learn that that when I get to a place where I know what I should and should not be doing in a situation, and I actively choose to do that which is not God, that is a trespass against his truth, not just his law, but his son himself, okay? And that is a problem for your life, okay? God can cover up the destructive nature of your natural sin, and you go, how does he do that? You don't die immediately, he sustains you, he forbears you, he holds on to you, he keeps you going, even though you didn't realize how terrible your sin nature was. But when you get to the place where you've been taught or God's spirit, and remember, I'm not just talking about a, a preacher taught you or a teacher taught you. I'm talking about they taught you or you read it in God's word and God's Holy Spirit confirmed it in your heart so that now you know it. Once you've been taught that and you know it, and then you choose to trespass it, that's a real problem, and it's destructive not only for you, but it's destructive for other people that are in the kingdom. And those things have to be dealt with. They have to be dealt with separately than just your innate sin nature. 
Jesus dealt with your innate sin nature on the cross. Learning not to walk in that sin nature, but to walk in in his truth, not just his law, not just the rules, but his truth, which is his son. Learning to walk in his son's way is where we find real life. And as you think about this, as you go through the day, I want you to think about the things that God has taught you, not the things that you wonder about and you can't figure out, the things that God has taught you that you're not walking in. And when you don't walk in those things, you don't walk in his will and his way because you're actively choosing not to, that is what the two bulls, two rams are about. They're about your willful trespass of what God has shown you. Don't do that. Don't walk in that willful trespass. Choose to walk in the goodness that comes from Jesus Christ and his revelation of himself to you through the Holy Spirit. I know you can do it. Not only I know you can do it, God has made a way for you to do it, and that way is beautiful and perfect. And that is through his Son, by the power of his Holy Spirit. I pray that you'll do that today. I pray that you'll learn how to walk in that today in its fullness so that you'll experience the power and the presence of God and that the kingdom of God might be advanced by you. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.